You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur of French Thompson, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you all for tuning in today. And if this is your first time, I had to pause there because what I've been doing lately has just been uh, going right into the episode and realize I have not welcomed those that are your first time listeners. So if this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. The love for you to become uh, a, a constant or consistent listener and which we call the connoisseurs and the connoisseurs that uh, have been listening for a while. We thank you for tuning in and being a part of this. So formalities out the way, we are in uh, the beginning of a new series, Vice City. And um, a lot of people were kind of questioning when I put the graphic up on social media and, and asked some questions about Vice City. Most people were like, oh, man, that's my favorite video game. Right. And thinking back to uh, Grand Theft Auto. Others were like, you know, are you just going to talk about Miami? Like, where is this going? But really, when I thought about this, this series, Vice City, it's about the idea of um, we all have vices, right? Some good, some bad, but we all have vices, things that we uh, indulge in, habits and luxuries and things along those lines. So, but what are, but, but, wow, but what better platform uh, would it be to kind of talk about it than obviously finding all things fine and gentry podcast. So uh, today we're going to uh, have a conversation with one of my, my closest friends and actually the person I've, I've known the longest, uh, Matt Douglas. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, French. Thank you, sir. Good to be on the platform again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so I'll... um. Before I ask him, well, Matt, just tell us a little about yourself and then I'll I'll kind of give give an introduction and why I feel that this episode is uh, is perfect for you to speak about because of uh, (laughs) (laughs) because of our history together. But go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you do and things like that. All right. So my name is Matthew Douglas. I'm from the uh, DMV, I guess, before it was called the DMV. I grew up. In a variety of places around the Prince George's Montgomery County area. I reside now in Elegant City, Maryland, uh, in Howard County, and I am a property manager for uh, Kaiser Permanente of the Mid-Atlantic States. So that's what I do, and that's who I am. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So <sighs> some people have asked, <laughs> Matt's just going to laugh because he's like where he's going to go. Some people have asked, like, hey, all right, French, how did you become you? Right. Where did you kind of get your experiences, your uh, vices, for for lack of a better term, uh, your tendencies, et cetera? And and it's a combination of multiple things. But I've known Matt Douglas the longest out of anybody. I mean, beyond my relatives. Right. I've known him the longest. And um, I mean, we first started hanging out. I mean, I was 11, 12, 13, maybe. Um, so really just kind of learning life 
And, um, you know, Matt's a little bit older than me. And so we, we hung out a lot. And essentially throughout my adolescence, teen years, and even collegiate years, uh, spent a lot of time with him. He was, he was my big brother. Uh, and I learned a lot of things from him. Uh, some good, uh, a lot good, <laughs> some <laughs> uh, um, questionable at times. Uh, but when, when I think about just kind of like things that I have experienced, things that um, initial exposure to things, Matt has been that, that person that um, pretty much has been there for most of those. So when I thought about Vice City, and more specifically, the title of this one, Sticks and Stones, specifically uh, Cigar Sticks and Whiskey Stones, thought about one of the people that I first started drinking with, one of the people I first started smoking cigars and black and miles and stuff like that with, and uh, it's Matt. And um, it's just uh, an amazing um, kind of time when you kind of sit back and think about how you have matured to where you are and think about the people that have been along the way to going down that path. So that's... That I will say that gives us the foundation of the conversation we're going to have today, and uh, and, and why you know I believe Matt's a, a great expert on this. So, Matt, I'll first start with you. I kind of gave my explanation of kind of Vice City where I was going with that, but obviously when I shot you a text and said, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking about," what was your first thought when you hear the word vice? Well, I mean, we all have vices, good or bad. Like you said, we all have vices. A vice could be something as simple as eating too much, um, yeah. sex. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, man, I'm glad I not have anybody on the podcast talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> watching too much, uh, like one of my vices was, has lately has been watching too much social media. Mm. Um, and, and like you said, when you said Vice City, it went took me back to the early 2000s <laughs> to Grand Theft Auto. But um, to hear your definition of it, I mean, I don't want to say all vices are bad, um, especially if they help you grow and help you mature in, in certain ways. Um, you know, and the maturity helps you hone in on how to handle that vice. Yes, right. So like for yeah. me, for instance, for me, the, the social media thing, I, I got to a point now I set timers because I don't want to let social media be my daily um you know, dose of reality. That's good. So That's good. I give myself 40, 45 minutes a day now for TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And when that 45 minutes is up, I, I try not to indulge anymore. So, you know, vices can be good. It's just in doses. That's good. That's good. So uh, I kind of chuckled when you talked about Vice City and, you know, uh, thinking about uh, early 2000s, but um, <laughs> I thought about, I think it was like 99 when we were in Miami for a conference mm -hmm. and, um, uh, we, we, we kicked it hard on, on that trip. And so, um, uh, one of, probably one of the first times I went to Miami and kind of experienced stuff there, we've, we've pretty much been to all sin cities yeah. together. So, um, yeah. that's a, that's, that's a good thing there. So more specifically, um, let's talk about kind of sticks and stones. How did you get, how did you get into, into cigars? How did you get into uh, an appreciation of, of cigars as well as uh, of, of fine liquor and wines? So of course, let's, let's start with the liquor aspect. Yeah. You know, being a, a teen, most of us started out with like a mad dog 2020 <laughs> 
or like a smearing off ice yeah. or something like that. So the older you get, the the more experiences you have with the cheaper side of, you know, alcohol and liquor, right? right. And so the older you get, like you said, we're well-traveled. The more you travel, the more you try things, you acquire a certain respect and then a certain taste for stuff. Right. So, um, you know, we started out, like you said, smoking black and milds, uh, smoking Philly blunts <laughs> like they were cigars. Um, and it wasn't until like trips to like the Bahamas. Right. And uh, to, to St. Kitts and you get the hand rolled cigars or you get a, a good stick over there that you start to ask the question, well, where when I get back home, where am I going to go and try to maintain this level? And I'm talking years ago. So yeah, yeah. now it's more popularized. Like you can literally go into a gas station or you can go into a liquor store and get a cigar. But back in the day, there was only a few places you could go to get a quality smoke. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just the, <laughs> I guess it's a vice, the repetitive nature of something you, you acquire your do's and don'ts. The more you do something, you know, okay, I don't like this. Okay. I like this. Let me try it. Blend it with this or a good whiskey pairs with this meat. Right. So you start to pick the more you want to know about something, you start to pick and, and put the pieces. So if you want the ultimate meal, like I'm sure you know now, if you want the ultimate meat, um, then like, you know, a steak dinner, good drink, you know what restaurant to go to yeah. to get the, the combination. Yep. And then even some restaurants, you're going to be able to have a cigar on their patio. Right. Or so, so, so you know what I'm saying? So it's that type of thing. It's, I guess, the name to where you acquire um, your, your taste for particular brands of liquor or um styles of, of drinks and stuff that's good so what do you remember when you first had your first quality smoke right to where you were like hey this is actually more than uh just you know either something i see on tv or oh i thought i'm cool at a you know bachelor party or wedding or something like that do you remember any of that yeah i was in um I was in, uh, we were on vacation, shoot, not, we were in the Dominican Republic mm. and I got a hold of, a, a a true up Cuban cigar and I got so high, <laughs> I had to sit back and, and be like, well, what, what is this? What is this? This doesn't taste like what I, I'm used to. Yeah. So it, it was like, okay. So I tried it again the next day. And then the day after that it is when I, you know, could um gauge how much to smoke and how many puffs to take and you know my cadence and stuff like that so i would say overseas has been the best experience um and a good learning experience but now i mean the quality of some of these cigars that are are manufactured in the united states are just i mean there's nothing like a cuban but they're just as good and can give you a good quality smoke that's good that's good what what about uh the stone side that I would call it doesn't have to necessarily be whiskey, but when when did you, you know, feel that you graduated from, as you said, the mad dogs or the smearing off ices of the world and then um said, Hey, I actually need to invest or uh appreciate a, a quality glass of of you know liquor or, or you know, whiskey, vodka, gin, whatever it was. Um 
I guess it was the repetitive <laughs> headache that I was getting. You know, um, back in the day, you you drank, you, you drank often, but you drank to what your pockets could yeah. could afford. Yeah. And so when you grow in finances or respect for money, you're able to kind of to branch out. So like my, my pet peeve now is if I do drink a mixed drink or, you know, I don't want anything off the, the bottom of the, the bar, yeah. meaning rail. I don't want any rail. I don't want anything out of a plastic bottle. I don't want anything that's not top shelf. So if I get a, martini has got to be um top shelf liquor if i get a manhattan it's got to be a specific brand you know to go in there so i would say it wasn't even till in my like 30s to really mm. where i i honed in on what i was drinking so like for instance back in my mid-20s my favorite beer used to be mgd <laughs> and you know <laughs> then even that progressed so I would say it was that mid thirties to where I really said, okay, I'm not going down this rabbit hole anymore. That's like good. for me, I will never drink tequila again, mm. ever. I'd rather drink a, a whole bottle of red wine, which I'm not a true fan of over the, I can't even, you know, too many bad experiences, <laughs> but I've, I've learned my vice. I like that. That's something I, I don't need to, I don't need to go down the street no more. That's good. That's so, good. I, I'm in, yeah. in my head. I'm picturing some, pictures from uh <laughs> from some places <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just, just, i'll leave it at that um right so so now that you've you've kind of honed your palate and you know you you know what you want you know you know in, in terms of your budget and and your desired taste right so it, it's it's i assume that it's not something that you're able to indulge in just you know every day because it's it's more of an appreciation of of the mm-hmm. the craft of the cigar or you know a glass of whatever you're drinking so what what does it mean for you when you're able to actually sit back and enjoy and indulge in the luxuries that you've been become accustomed to what what does that mean for you um when you're able to take that time right so let, let's tackle the smoking portion first because when before i got married i could take um those liberties a little bit more because yeah. it was only me. I had to really, um, you know, worry about, you know, the, the cigar breath and the clothes and stuff like that. But when I got married and even to this date, I try to be respectful of, um, you know, when I smoke and, and where I smoke. So yeah. of course, you know, you can't smoke in the house and, um, it, I, I do smoke. So I try to smoke like before my daughter gets home or something like that. But to me, it's it's a it's a relaxing agent. Mm. So if if I get a hold of cigar and I got my my music going and I got that that glass in my hand with with you know a, a fine cognac or a fine whiskey, um, you know, it's just like okay, you know, we talked about Friday before we went live. Tomorrow's Friday. It's like a woo moment. Like yeah, you can just. Good let everything go you kind of dump your mind of everything and it's it's a relaxing agent you know every puff is it, not like a cigarette so every mm. puff you you inhale and then you exhale it's like you're exhaling you know a bad week a bad meeting uh something that you didn't get done that you wanted to get done so to me it's it's a relaxing agent 
And for the for the drink side, I mean, anytime you put your lips on something quality, as far as uh, the alcohol is concerned, you one you shouldn't have to drink as much to 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 feel it yeah. or to 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 know what you're drinking. And then two, again, I, I use it. I don't drink every day, like you said. So it's it's a again a relaxing agent. So that's that's what I would say. That's relaxing good. agent. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people sitting on here are are kind of listening and, you know, built up whatever kind of misconceptions they have in regards to, you know, those that, you know, smoke cigars or or, or drink, you know, you know, alcohol, et cetera. And, and part of that, I would say, is because of be it social media, but even before that, just from an, uh, a media perspective, be it movies tv um you know print there's always been this you know it's jordan smoking a cigar clutching the you know the mvp trophy or you know old men out on the golf course you know smoking or you know james bond asking for a martini you know shaking not stirred so you know there's kind of a lot of misconceptions about it um in, in regards to what constitutes a a good time to indulge as well as, you know, just even from spouses or those that don't enjoy, you kind of hit on it. Like, Hey, when you're having that, that quality, what, what it does for you, but what other misconceptions do you think there are out there in regards to either or right? A good fine wine or a good fine whiskey, cognac, you know, any of those things as well as a, a, a quality a smoke. Right. So, the one thing that I've learned, you know, people have watched the last dance with Michael Jordan. He used to smoke cigars before he played a game <laughs> and would, would drop 50. Right. So again, if, if we know the, some of the misconceptions are, you know, okay, it's bad for you. It's, you know, it, you're killing your lungs and all that stuff. But what's any different for me smoking a cigar than somebody, the average person I see on a daily basis uh, reading a text message and, and driving their car. That's good. Like, like at this point, we're all going to die from something. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm going to enjoy these liberties and in, in these moments. Again, it's not something I do every day. Yeah. But when I do do it, it, it's, it helps me, you know, remove myself from, from certain things, even if only for that moment or for the, you know, that hour that the cigar is sitting there. It helps me relieve, you know, alleviate stuff. So misconception. So you know, even drinking, drinking is bad for you. Yeah, if you drink a, a lot, it is bad for you. Yeah. Like alcohol poisoning is a real thing. But anything, even wine has health benefits. Right. You know, vodka doesn't have any calories, or you know, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. There's gluten-free alcohol now. So like for every bad thing somebody has to say that to me there's there's a benefit now um you know i've had a number of friends who are recovering alcoholics yeah and it, it was just i guess it started early on for them you know and they just spiraled where they need it mm. like i got a buddy now he drinks every day mm. and i'm like dude every day yeah like every day like 11 o'clock he's he's you know having a sip if he's off or you know with his dinner so misconceptions cigars so you have to learn how to smoke a cigar yeah. you don't smoke a cigar like you smoke a cigarette 
That's you're, you're one, you're one, you'll get sick. You'll, you'll <laughs> wind up, uh, in the morning sounding like Barry White's little brother. <laughs> and then your equilibrium is going to be off. Yeah. And, and so that's the liquor side. You know, if you, if you're not drinking a quality, um, beverage, or even if you drink it too fast or too much, you, you're going to feel the same thing. You're going to feel sick. You're going to feel, you know, you're going to have a bad, your equilibrium is going to be off. I, I've learned now that I can only consume a certain amount because some days I wake up, I'm over 40 now. My equilibrium is off. Yeah. Not that I, you know, I got a hangover. My equilibrium is off. And then it takes me, you know, an hour or two. And then it's like a light bulb switch, uh, flips and and then i'm good to go that's good. so you you have to know your body you have to know and be honest with yourself where you're at like if you're overweight and you know you already got trouble breathing then cigar might not be the best thing for you that's good and, and so it, it's it i guess misconception is there's there's opportunity to educate yourself so like most cigar lounges you go into now and even online there's a lot of tutorials right you know how to smoke a cigar that right there could probably um kill a lot of the the misconceptions that people have about cigars or you know there's always one cigar equals 20 cigarettes you know i say do your research find out what works for you if it doesn't work for you then that that's why you don't pick that that habit up or that's that good. advice yeah, yeah, no, that, that's good. And, and you, you kind of made some some comments there earlier about like knowing yourself, et cetera. And, and you know, like I said, media has continued to, you know, uh, objectify, glorify, you know, promote, you know, one side of it or the other media in general, be it social media, whatever. Um, but but in your mind, as you are uh, kind of going down this path and for those that are on the podcast or they're listening. How do you determine um, the balance between, uh, I would say, enjoyment, appreciation and overindulgence? Right. Um, as far as when you are kind of uh, thinking about it from your side, as well as, you know, those that are out there, you know, how, how do you determine that that balance? Because in my mind, I believe that that creates the um there's not even a dichotomy, but that spectrum of a, a hobby, uh, an indulgence versus a vice, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and somewhere on that spectrum. So what, what do you think about that? So so to me, appreciation is something, for instance, hey, Prince, let's go to Napa Valley and, and do a wine tasting or let's try this whiskey bar and, and try a flight of of these new whiskeys that are are on the market or you know just released in the united states so there's there's an appreciation level where you try to learn and you try to understand uh that vice or that hobby that you're trying to um to learn about or if, if you're really trying to appreciate it so um i know you back in the day um you you had what was it martini uh Fridays. Martini Fridays. <laughs> right and so i'm sure when you repetitively did it you learn how to appreciate yeah. certain ingredients paired yeah. you know with whatever so you could make the perfect drink that's appreciation enjoyment is to me is man um that was great can i get another one like 
you, you're you're you've experienced something to the point where you want to be able to experience it again. Again, uh, I guess this is where the appreciation rolls into enjoyment. Yeah. You want to learn the history of it. So I, I live in Ellicott City and the Guinness, um, they have a Guinness brewery like 10 minutes from my house to where you can learn the story about Guinness or whatever. That's so I like Guinness. So you you under, you get an enjoyment out of understanding how one of your favorite um, beverages is made. Um, Remy, we did a Remy tasting. And, and I like Remy, it's, you know, a good cognac, but to understand the origin of Remy and then how it was made and then trying to make it ourselves while we were there and oh, not tasting what, what it tastes like coming out of the bottle, then you get the enjoyment and the, the appreciation of it. Overindulgence, I mean, that's easy. It's, it's consuming past the level of coherence. That, that's what <laughs> overindulgence is. Like, like to me, if you've had five drinks at home whatever your your beverage of choice is let's say whiskey at this point let's say whistle pig you know you've had five drinks then you're on the verge of overindulgence um if if you black out and can't remember stuff um and and again and and i'm in my early 20s i'm not um too proud to say you know i blacked out a couple times <laughs> that's why i don't drink tequila no more so it it, it is overindulgence like our society now, I remember growing up, um, and when I say growing up in my 20s, that places would cut you off. Right. And now we see more and more people overindulging in, in establishments because the, the owner of the establishment wants to make that mighty dollar and mm. people are paying $20 a drink or whatever it is. And then there's no the responsibility level drops because nobody's paying attention to this person that's overindulging and then the the bartender is just as responsible they're overindulging you know they're they're putting this in front of this person i mean i re literally remember people nah man you've had too many to drink you get out you know go on or whatever so that's good i think there's a fine line between overindulgence appreciation and enjoyment that's good that's good it, it's it, it's kind of interesting right because I, i'm sure several people have a similar story of saying, hey, I, I knew that moment when I said, OK, I have discovered my limit. Right. Or I, I see there and I, I won't uh, I won't go there. And I think it's very another piece of it that you kind of spoke about. The quality changes, the more expensive it is. Right. And it could be because of uh, proof or potency. Um, it could be because of, you know, the, the level of the mixer or the less watered down or sugared up something is and you start mm -hmm. to truly start to appreciate the the delicacy and the the uh, artistry behind the creation of uh, be it a, a good cigar or you know a, a fine liqueur or something like that and it's it's something that i would say even for myself as i as i you know build out a bar i know it's been one of the conversations my wife and i have had consistently you know, we'll go, you know, out here in, in uh, California, Costco, they sell liquor and you can get, you know, all types of stuff. And she's like, well, I thought you already had that. Well, no, no, no. That This is the 10 year. This is not the mm -hmm. you know original one. And, you know, th these are the things that I'm trying to do. So the, I may have 10 different types of bourbons in my you know liquor cabinet, but it's because of that, that appreciation for the, um, 
uh, what I want to call it, the appreciation of the art. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, realizing that, hey, for different occasions, it calls for a different drink or a different cigar. Like my humidor has, you know, five or six different brands in there. And, you know, depending on what I'm feeling and what I'm doing, I, I, I want to appreciate or indulge or, or, or um, enjoy a different type based on the situation. I mean, a lot of the times that I explain to people, it's, it's like a pair of clothes, right? Mm-hmm. You're going out for an evening on the town. You're going to wear something different than if you're just hanging out with, you know, the fellas or you're just sitting on the back porch. And that's the same way when it comes to some of the, uh, you know, the indulgences that you have out there. And so, um, it, I, I brought up my wife here. And so, like you said, you know, you, you have, you're married, you have a, you have a daughter. One, um, because both of our, our, our spouses knew what they were getting into when they married us. Right. So it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> but <laughs> how has that been in regards to your spouse actually appreciating either that? And that can be either she does or she doesn't appreciating it as well as for her to be able to, you know, give you that space to be able to to enjoy it right so my wife she's she's very um open and allows me to continue something that i like to do so um and over the past couple years she has even tried to you know come along this journey with me so she she'll say she'll say why don't you come home early on a friday and let um you know have some cocktails and, and smoke a cigar. Nice. And so where where I'll pull or I'll go to the store and I'll get my favorite, she says, Well give me something sweet or give me something soft. So yeah. I'll go in there and I'll try and get something that I know, you know, won't be harsh to her palate or won't won't turn her away from trying it. So um she's been very open. So it's actually my daughter now that I've kinda had to gauge when and and yeah. how often i do it yeah she calls them cigar and <laughs> she, she can tell when when i've been smoking and when i haven't my breath stinks and all this stuff like that so i mean it's just it's a gauge to me like um i went to a cigar bar in the area to celebrate one of my boy's birthdays and my daughter was i guess she was about a year old or, or about to turn a year old and i was so self-conscious when i got in the car I was like, one, my wife's going to kill me because I smell like smoke and I'm in her car. When I got home, I stripped down, you know, to my underwear and then went upstairs and took a shower because I didn't want, you know, that yeah. to to carry in the house. So I try to, you know, I got my little tricks that I try to do to calm the, you know, the smell down and stuff like that. But she's been very appreciative of, um, you know, not appreciative, but very open to me. Um, continuing with something that I love to do and um, has even tried to join me. Now, the one thing I will say about cigars, and I know we're about to transition into another topic, but, you know, like flavored cigars, most people don't know that the FDA is about to ban flavored cigars. Mm. I think it's at the end of the year that, um, you know, like the blueberries and the the grapes and all, they're trying to ban those or they will be banning those because um, of some of the uh, material or some of the um, adagens that are in there. So, you know, it's, it's knowing stuff like that and not just buying some, some brands in the gas station. Right. That's why vaping is so, I, I've 
have vaped. <laughs> I will say that, but but without the tobacco. Yeah. But most people that you see that are vaping are vaping tobacco. So it's just knowing what you're ingesting into your body, I guess, is is probably one of the keys. And that's why she, as long as I do it in moderation, she doesn't mind it. So so this is interesting. And this what isn't something that I necessarily had in my uh, on my, my question list here. But but you brought up vaping, you brought up, you know, flavored stuff. You know, there, there's this there's this big trend now of everybody doing hookah, right? Which is so odd to me because it's probably like one of the oldest traditions, right, mm-hmm. out there. And, you know, I it, it's it's interesting because a lot of people will, you know, look down on cigars, right? But, you know, you'll have men, women, kids, and I would say kids that are old enough to smoke, but, you know, just to be be clear there everybody's on hookah and i'm like mm-hmm. like it's it's literally the same thing it's it's a variation of it right in which right you're you're, you're be it it's like a hybrid of vaping versus cigars and things like that and you know but in the middle east right in arabic cultures it's just mm-hmm. something that has has been there for a while so um have you have you done hookah uh, or if you're in the in the Middle East, they call it shisha. Have, what, what are your yep. your thoughts on on that and kind of how that trend has has kind of developed? So I had a shish uh, uh, period in my life and there's somebody that we know. I'm not going to name him because <laughs> he's actually a minister of the cloth. <laughs> but for you, he, he's light skinned and used to wear bow ties. Uh, he, he used to. I would say the difference in the appreciation I got from from smoking hookah was being in the Ethiopian culture when yeah. I was doing it. Yeah. So we would go down off Ninth Street, um, you know, um, in in some of those establishments and have it prepared the right way, mm. you know, paired with their their traditional foods and things of that nature. So I've I've had it there, and of course you know, smoked it the wrong way and felt like I was high as a kite. Um, and then I've been places and it's not been prepared properly and I can taste the difference. I can yeah. feel the difference. Like, yeah. like there's been instances I've been places, Americanized places and they prepared it and I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, just because of the way it was prepared. But if you're going to do it, you need to, like you say, go to the traditional or go to where it originated, try that. And then if you're doing it at home and stuff, see if you're doing it the right way. That's good. That's good. So um, just just kind of want to ask, you know, as as we're kind of diving into it and people probably want to know, like you, you spoke about Remy and and other faves. But, you know, if, if you, you know, had the opportunities, you know, we're, we're out, you know, we're in we're in D.C. or we're in Vice City in Miami. Um, you know, what's, what are you picking up? What's, what are you looking for at the, uh, at the humidor? What are you looking for on the, on the racks at the liquor store? All right. So my favorite cigar now, and this is just Matthew Douglas. You know, I know there are probably other cigar aficionados on the line that will they hear this, but I'm a CAO flathead yeah. fan, 770. Mm. Um, that, that right now is like, that's my go-to, um, you know, it gives you a quality smoke. It's it's a nice full cigar, um, and it gives you a quality smoke. The smoke rings are nice. It burns um, evenly. Um, you know, it's about I could normally it's about an hour long smoke for me yeah. if I do it um, in um, 
what do you call it in moderation mm-hmm. um but i i like uh i like like the uh, romeo and juliet is always a good one yeah um we went to we actually went to uh jamaica and they had hennessy dip cigar really right that was off the hook so i will do a nice cognac dip cigar but again they're about to stop making those those type of cigars um what about uh what's your favorite cigar so um i've had a couple of arturo arturo fuentes that i'm a fan of um Mm -hmm. i like i like ashton's um for a while i was i was big on romeo and romeo and juliet's and, and that's because um there was when i lived in kansas city there was a um uh a cigar um bar a lounge really a cigar lounge called the outlaw and um what they what they used to do was once a, a month they would bring in the actual producers from wherever, mm-hmm. right? From the Dominican, from Cuba, from you know Jamaica, um, and and or even some you know South South Africa, um, South American, uh, you know Bolivian stuff like that. That they would bring in, and they would essentially give you the day of sitting down with the the actual growers and growing mm-hmm. and, and having an appreciation for them and asking good questions and, and, uh, and, and, uh, connecting with them. So th- I would say those are my, my, my base level. The ones that mm-hmm. I really, really like are Rocky Patel's. And right. again, it's because of that, that, that opportunity that I had, um, I actually met the Patel family, um, in Kansas city and, you know, they had brought out this Maduro and I don't remember exactly which which one it is. I, I still have the ring on the, the for the cigar, but they brought out this mm-hmm. Maduro, which, you know, typically I can get 30 minutes off of one. But I mean, this thing smoked so smoothly and ashed perfectly. Like at one point, the ash was almost longer than the cigar that I had remaining to smoke. And I mean, the the, the roll was just perfect. And so if I, if I am. I would say uh, indulging or, or uh, treating myself, uh, it, it, it definitely, you know, will be a Rocky Patel. Um, and just, just because of the experience that I had, right. It brings back those memories and I, I enjoy sharing that with, with folks, you know, um, and now I'll tell you one interesting thing. I was, I was at recently at a, um, at a milestone birthday party for, for one of our close friends and um, uh, met uh, a mutual contact um, that was a friend of, of the, um, of the birthday, uh, the birthday girl. And, um, and he's a little bit older and you know, he said, Hey, I, we have a, a stock of cigars and he brought up one, some Cubans, but he had mm-hmm. actually said, hey, you know, one of the things that he had learned along the way was to actually dip his cigar, uh, the smoke end, um, in truffled honey. Have you heard of that before? Mm. No, I, I haven't, but I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm, and so, so what he said is that it acts as like a natural filter. In which, okay. uh, you know, after you punch it or after you, you, uh, you know, cut the end, you dip it in the truffle, uh, honey, the honey kind of soaks into the wrapper, soaks into the, um, in the tobacco. 
And as you are smoking the cigar, you're, you're getting a little taste of the honey, but also access somewhat of a filter to the tobacco that's coming into your mouth. And so it, it's, um, it, it's, it definitely was a very different experience and a very enjoyable experience. And uh, it's, it's something that, that I would encourage those on, on the podcast that are uh, into it to, to try that out as well. So, yeah, I don't want to lose focus, but I'm going to look up Truffle Honey when we get off here. <laughs> get some ASAP. But, but it, see, it's like those little tidbits, like, um, you know, those little tidbits can enhance somebody's right, right. appreciation or experience. Like, you know, I'm not telling somebody, you know, who's new to smoking a, a cigar to go get like um, a Presidente, right. you know, like, no, or a you start off with yeah. like, right. <laughs> Start off with like a like a small uh, Corona, a petite yeah. Corona, yeah, or something like that. Don't don't go for the the gusto. Like learn your your limits and then build up to that. Um, I will say too to me also. I mean, yeah, we have the the Rocky Patels and the more established brands, but there are a lot of up and coming or um, let's say off the off the beaten path yeah. kind of type of brands that. Are still good. One of my favorites, uh, and I found this actually in Pittsburgh, mm. um, visiting my um, my niece at college, was uh, Island Jim San Andreas. Um, nice. The, the brand of cigar and hearing the story behind it, like you said, the stories sometimes captivate you. Um, you know, into appreciating a certain type of cigar. And so let's transition because that that leads me into my favorite, one of my new favorite. Um, uh, whiskeys, okay. and that's Uncle Nearest because, yes. you know, understanding and appreciate, appreciating what he went through, mm -hmm. um, you know, enhances me wanting, one, to support the company, and then, two, learning more about the distinction between, you know, what did he, what did they tweak to make Uncle Nearest versus Jack Daniels, you know, because most people still don't know that, you know, Jack Daniels was made by a black man. Right. But they, they made millions of dollars and billions of dollars off of his back. So I'm so glad for a story like that. Um, but then, you know, some of my other favorites, you know, I'm I'm in the Whistle Pig now. Yeah, I heard the print mention that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Whistle Pig is um, one of my favorites. And my new favorite, which my best friend bought me a bottle of Dark Rye, was uh, Basil Hay. I'm a fan. Um, I'm a fan of Basil yeah, Hayden's. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. If I want to give the cognac a, a a rest and pick up something that will give me that same, um, you know, that same taste, it's going to be Basil Hayden um, for me. But, you know, Jameson, you know, everybody, I'm going to ask you a question and, and you will we'll go from here. So when you travel, you travel very often. Mm -hmm. When you go on, on an airplane, on a train, there's only a select few alcohols that you can consume that on those true. planes. That is true. Right. So, so when, when people ask me, you know, how do I develop a palate or how do I go back and forth between, you know, vodka versus whiskey versus, because if, if you want to drink on an airplane, what are you going to drink? You're going to drink Jack Daniels, Jim Beam. Um, Sky Vodka. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll have, what's the other one? Yeah. They'll, they'll, have, they'll have Tito's. <laughs> They have, right. um, you, if you depend, <laughs> depending on who you're flying, you'll get uh, some Glenlivet as well as um, Woodford Reserve. And that and that's, that's, your, that's your selection, right? And they'll have a Bacardi White 
And that's about right. it, right? And that's that's all you're getting. Yeah. Right. So you ask the question, are you, are you going to drink or are you going to wait till you get to, to what you want? Yeah. And so that that's where I'm saying I'm open to to different variations of bourbons and whiskeys and things because it's not always going to be available. Like um, so, so our I, favorite sushi. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Our favorite sushi spot here. They only have certain drinks. Like when you say Hennessy, you literally got to go to the the um, bar and show them what it is because they they really don't know what it is. But go ahead. No, I was going to say it was, it was very interesting. And you kind of brought up um, uh, your, you know, your, your favorites as, you know, especially with like Uncle Nearest. Right. So those that don't know Uncle Nearest. Well, you, yeah, you already explained it, but it's a black owned uh, whiskey brand. And, you know, it's it's, you know, really it's become very popular. They have three expressions of it. The uh, 1856. Yeah. uh, 1884. 1884. The 1820. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, different expressions of it. But one thing that um, we are going to have on on here uh, uh, during this series is, you know, one of my friends is uh, is is a supporter of. Uh, black owned, you know, liquor brands. And he has a, a company called Black Package Store in which it just highlights all bra- black owned uh, liquor brands. But the other side of it is that I have come to realize that there are several black owned cigar brands as well. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting them uh, uh, shipped over uh, uh, to me. But uh, one of the ones that I'm, I'm very interested in is called Emperor's Cuts Cigars. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been ranked very highly in cigar aficionado, but I mean, there are so many different, um, you know, brands out there, like you said, ones that are, you know, technically off the beaten path, but are, you know, great, um, great options to kind of dive into and learn about. And, you know, you don't have to always just you know, indulge in your same vice, um, you know, and say, this is the only way that I smoke or the only way that I drink. There are so many other ones out there that, you know, it's, if you were to take the time to, to taste and see, I don't want to screw. I heard the lightning over there. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. But there's so many things that one can try, and um, and it, it's it's a it's a good way to to kind of go down that path. So I got, I got one last question for you. Um, All right. You know, if you, you you have you know 15 seconds, 30 seconds in the elevator, and somebody is kind of asking about the why, right? What's your what's your? It's not necessarily a sales pitch, but what's your 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 um, your your comment to somebody saying, "Hey, you know, why should I, uh, you know, try it out or even appreciate the the uh, indulgence that that you have selected?" What what's your what's your piece in there? You know that that you might want to share with a person about, "Hey, this is why I do it and why I think it's a you know, a good hobby to have." So um, I would tell them, you know, my my stomp speech would be. You know, we all have things that we enjoy in life, whether it be a particular coffee or a particular item of clothing. To partake of a fine uh, liquor and a cigar is one of the most relaxing Mm. um, uh, periods 
to where I can digress and refocus myself. That's good. Um, I, I don't do it because at the, the social aspect, because there's many other things that we could do. You know, we could post on Facebook to be social or to get likes. I do it because it's something that I enjoy doing. You know, most people now I'm OK with getting a nice bottle of, uh, let's say, Uncle Nearest and a cigar and sitting on my patio with my wife and my, my daughter inside rather than going out into a bar and, and spending money um, on, on the overpriced drinks. So for me, it's the enjoyment of knowing that I'm in a place of uh, relaxation and that I can refocus myself and enjoy a, a good smoke and a good fine liquor to enhance the atmosphere in which I am at that time. That's good. That's good. In summary, he said he don't do it for likes, y'all. He does it because he yeah. enjoys it. <laughs> but man, that's yeah. a perfect, that's a perfect bow on it, man. I appreciate you for taking the time and and kind of sharing, sharing about your your the, the positive side of your vices, sir. Yeah, I wish we would could have gotten into some of those stories. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll say that for another time. <laughs> that's for another time. I already had I had I had, uh, I had Shorty on and Jay on the podcast and we started going down some music and I was like, man, we're just going to have to have a, a series called homecoming where we just talk about crazy times and just, it's nothing but funny stories and, and things that make people look at us in a, in a very sad light. But um, <laughs> for all those that may want to connect with you or, you know, maybe you just want to ask about your, uh, your taste in, in certain brands and things like that, how might one be able to get in touch with you via social or something? Um, so my, uh, on Facebook, I'm Matthew Douglas and on Instagram, it's show love three, six, seven, eight. And that's all. I don't even know my TikTok. Um, that's for the, that's for the young folks. I don't think the old folks are into that, but nice. Um, and, and of course they can get to me through you and I'm always proud of you and for this podcast and all the, the fine and gentry things that we are discussing as connoisseurs and, uh, yes, sir. I continue to wish you nothing but the best, and I'm still waiting on my merchandise. There it is. I'm, I'm working on the merch, man. I got to get this merch out here. So I thank all of y'all for, for tuning in and listening today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation about Sticks and Stones and that you, um, you know, if you're a connoisseur of it, that, you know, drop us a note. Let us know what you like. What's your favorite stick? What's your favorite uh, stone that you, you, you drink off of? As well as if it's uh, something that you're saying, hey, I might try it out. Let us know. Love to hear more about your your experiences and uh, how you've been able to enjoy the vices that you have in your life. Beyond that, please stay tuned for our next episode of uh, All Things Fine and Gentry as we continue on in this series called Vice City. Otherwise, we'll see you after a while.